You are listening to Healing Arts with Dr. Shelley Care. Visit me online at www.pastlifelady.com. Connect with me on YouTube at Past Life Lady or on my Facebook fan page at Past Life Lady. Hi there, it's Shelly Care. How are you doing? So I hope you're having a fantastic week. So I wanted to tell you, I am having a free video event and you're invited. So I'll have the links below. It's coming up on Saturday, February 19th, and it's called Discover the Transformative Power of Genealogical Regression. And so we're gonna talk about the actual scientific evidence that shows that working with our ancestors and sending them healing light is important. We'll talk about past life regression. We will talk about my genealogical regression process. And I am going to take you on a, an amazing guided journey where you're going to be able to come face to face with some of your ancestors and send them love and light. So I hope you can join me. And if you can't be there for the actual event, go ahead and register anyway, because when the event's over, you will receive an email so that you can watch the replay. All right, so I can't wait to see you and I will see you soon. Bye-bye. The Healing Arts Program is not intended as a substitute for consultation with a licensed medical or mental health professional. The listener should regularly consult a physician or mental health professional in matters relating to his or her health, and particularly with respect to any symptoms that may require diagnosis or medical attention. This program provides content related to educational, medical, and psychological topics. As such, listening to the program implies your acceptance of this disclaimer. Welcome to Healing Arts. I'm your host, Dr. Shelley Kerr. Hey, dear one. How are you doing? How's it going? So I've got a fascinating guest on the show today. RJ is one of the few people who has actually achieved a real, legit, spontaneous healing. And he's written a book where he's going to tell you how to do this for yourself. So I don't want to spoil too many of the surprises, but I'm definitely going to have his um, website in the show notes, and you should definitely go check out his website so you can see the pictures of exactly how far he has come. It's pretty darned interesting. So meanwhile, I just hope you're having a wonderful week. So let's settle in and check this out. I think you're going to find it super fascinating. Hi, my dear friends. Welcome to another episode of Healing Arts. So sometimes seeing is believing, and my next guest is so amazing that I want you to go over to his website when we are done here at ascendthefrequencies.com and take a look at a two to three minute video that will soup. I mean, we're going to have an amazing conversation today. And yet this short video supersedes all that we can talk about because he's going to show you what is possible. 
RJ, welcome to Healing Arts. Um, your work is absolutely phenomenal. And um, I've, I'm here with your new book, Supercharged Self-Healing. Everybody, you need to take a look at this. He's going to show you how this is done. Welcome to Healing Arts. Tell us your journey and how you were able to figure it out. Well, first off, thank you for having me. I, I appreciate it. Um, how to answer that question? I, I, would have to, I would have to give some context in the sense that uh, as odd as it sounds as a little kid, I actually used to say, if I ever get sick, I'll just heal myself. And which is obviously a strange thing to say. And, and if anyone would have asked me, okay, RJ, how would you do that? I, I wouldn't have had an answer. I really wouldn't have had an answer. And I think it's because the, the need uh, hadn't uh, arisen. So all of it sort of came online, uh, obviously when I became uh, permanently paralyzed from the chest down and a myriad of diseases. And so uh, upon waking from emergency surgery, the only thing I can say that sort of summarizes that is that I remembered. I had authentically awakened into what I would say is true cosmic consciousness. And I remembered, and it all came flooding back to me about what to do, how to do it. And I explained to everybody who was, who was willing to listen, I explained to everybody how I would do it. I told everyone that in a hundred days I would walk. Um, you know, some of the people in the hospital rehab just thought I was probably delirious. And then a couple of them were like, how do you know that stuff? So it just, it just came back. I would call it a muscle memory. It, it was always there. I knew it was in me. And I really, I really didn't know how to bring it out. But of, of course, once the need had arisen, it literally came, came flooding back. And it was, it was second nature. The video that I was mentioning to the viewers out there um, on your website, you're showing, yes, time-lapsed, let's say, little snips of your journey in the hospital nobody thought this was possible and like you said when you're saying things at that profound level i'm going to do this and people are like what i mean what an amazing um story i mean to just stand in the face of that move forward and then yeah you did it and there the, it is the the whole uh, well me overcoming permanent chest down paralysis and disease is the permission slip for everyone else to do the impossible for themselves and, th and i think that's really the point the the filming of everything, I did that. That was a very conscious choice because I knew I was going to walk. I said it. Uh, I explained how, but I, I, I actually knew no one would believe me. So I made sure that the, the nurses and the physical therapists and everyone would take videos of me and that they were time stamped as well because you can see it on there. And so I, I needed to have sort of, I knew I needed visual proof. I have my doctor's notes, my surgeon's notes about, you know, complete paraplegia. It's all in there. My MRI, a copy of my MRI is in that video. So, but I wanted to make sure that it was captured on video so people could actually see that this really happened and that this is possible for them. Absolutely. And in your book, you talk about some of the many, aside from paralysis, which is pretty much as severe as it can get, but you had a lot of health problems as well. Tell us some of those that are now a thing of the past. Yeah, there's a, a myriad. It was a long checklist. Um, I was diagnosed with uh, type 1 diabetes, hypo, 
thyroidism, Hashimoto, autoimmune disease, severe, uh, pancreatitis, and something also called autonomic dysreflexia, which happens to people that have spinal cord injuries. I believe it's above T, T6. Um, and my, my major injury was T7 and T8. And so autonomic dysreflexia is your, the systems within your body that run automatically, hence autonomic, uh, like your breathing, your temperature, your pulse, where we don't have to consciously have anything to do with that to be stable. When you have an injury above, I believe it's T6, uh, you can suffer autonomic dysreflexia and lots of paraplegics and quadriplegics actually pass away from complications of autonomic dysreflexia. I believe Christopher Reeve, Superman, passed away from that. So what happens is your breathing is completely and utterly erratic. There's, your body literally doesn't even breathe on its own anymore. Your heart rate can skyrocket or completely plummet. Your body temperature can go to 103 or down to 90, 93 in minutes. So it's your bottom, your, your body has gone completely haywire. There's nothing running those deeper systems. And so I had to learn, and it's, it's actually probably a deep, maybe yogic tradition to be able to control your pulse, to be able to control your heart rate, to be able to control your breathing at a very, very, very deep level. And so I didn't really have a choice. This was, <laughs> this was occurring and there's no, you know, there's no pill, there's no antidote, there's no remedy. So it forced me, just like the paralysis and everything else, it forced me to go so deep within myself to be able to start to learn how to literally control my body temperature, my heart rate, my pulse, my breathing, and almost you could say force my body to regulate itself. So that was, that was a big challenge. That, that took a couple of trips to the emergency room to get that one right <laughs> for sure. But um, all of these things are possible and the steps in the book explain what it is that we need to do with our own consciousness to be able to operate at, at, at this kind of level. Yeah, I mean, because you have done it, you are a walking testament that it is possible. So why do you think that people don't heal then if we have this capability within ourselves? So this, so that's a great question. So I, I would say there's a, there's a disconnection from the self or what we really are, right? The people use the word soul and for now we'll use the word soul. So I think there's a, a disconnection from the soul and what we're really operating from is what I call the ego mind identity or simply personhood. And so personhood doesn't really have any true power because it gets its entire identity from everything outside of itself. So it's what, the, it's what we've seen, it's what we've heard, and then we identify with it. So it's everything outside of ourselves. So there's no real power by trying to access something that's outside of yourself. So I think we've lost the connection to the self and hence self-realization, right? Enlightenment, that's really the goal of all incarnations. So the book will teach you how to be able to deconstruct or peel away the, the onion of what I call the ego mind identity because the ego mind identity is the cause of all suffering. So you can't go to your egoic mind to cure what it actually has already caused. It's, you know, it's like trying to find the kitchen sink in the garage. It's not gonna work, mm -hmm. right? So we have to bypass personhood or the egoic mind or what I call the ego mind identity and be able to go within to tap into the self, what we really are, sentience, love and wisdom. And once we're able to do that, we can command our full body of energy as well as access our own higher consciousness. Now, the higher consciousness is 
the architect of our form and the chemist of our biology. So once we're able to go directly within, utilize the self and our own higher consciousness, there's absolutely no limitations whatsoever. The egoic mind is, is just one gigantic limitation, many different, many different flavors of the limitation, but it's still all limitation. I like to say the ego is, it's, it's ice cream. It's just different flavors, but it's all ice cream. It's not, it's not what you really are, right? So it's by tapping into the beingness or the sentience. And then the exercises allows you to tap into your own higher consciousness. From tapping into your own higher consciousness, you can put your body back together, literally and figuratively. Absolutely. You, I guess I want to ask this because I'm sure people are asking, are we, I think a lot of people think they're just a victim of genetics. Is that, I mean, I already know what we're going to say, obviously, but are we a victim of genetics? There's, no, we're not. And so victimhood is a concept that only exists within the unawakened mind. So, uh, or at least that's what I, I'd like to say. So uh, I'll, I'll describe it this way. Um, one of the many things that we choose prior to incarnating, or I should say even prior, really prior to reincarnating, is that we choose the, the body or the form factor that we're going to incarnate into. So we choose the body and we know everything about this body before we temporarily merge with it through what we call birth or incarnation. So there's no victimhood to anything because we choose it. And so often we choose the body that matches up with whatever sort of experiences that we want to have or whatever themes that we want to work with. So genetics are, no one is a victim to anything. And genetics are simply a physical representation of the energetic templates. And the energetic templates are, exist in higher frequencies, which we can access. Uh, and the book teaches you how to do that too. Uh, the, the energetic templates are really the building blocks of our form and function. And so we, when you go to the building blocks, that's when really you can do anything. And that becomes a step down for the genetics. The genetics are affected by the energetic templates and the energetic templates are created through your own higher consciousness. So the higher consciousness is, is the key to all of this, but there's no such thing as, as victimhood. It literally does not exist. Absolutely. So here's something I wanted to ask. So when you came back from the brink of death and paralysis and everything else, how did other people react to you? Did you find that some were, I mean, some supported, but were people afraid, would you say? I'm just kind of curious. Well, I was... Afraid in the sense of, oh my gosh, how is this possible? This looks supernatural or... Well, one of the things that sticks out is um, in the hospital rehab, I was there for a few months and lots of paraplegics, quadriplegics, people with traumatic brain injuries, um, you, you don't get better. So the, the, the point of those facilities, and they're wonderful facilities, thank goodness for them, but it's essentially to teach you life skills to be able to function with your injury. It's not about actually getting better. It's not about improving. So, but what I can vividly recall is as I was there and I was getting better in quantum leaps, my, my healing was not linear because I wasn't working in a linear way. So, you know, there was one day I'd be struggling with something and the next day I was excelling at it in terms of maybe walking or bounce. And it didn't, it didn't make any sense to anybody. Uh, it, to me, it did because I knew what I was doing, but it didn't make sense from the outside. But I can remember some, some of the people that were there with me, some of the patients, and I could, I could see them looking at me and 
they wanted to know why is he getting better and I'm not. And I could feel it. And I so much wanted to just start to explain these things to them. But I also knew that most of this is so far beyond people's ego mind identity, their beliefs in terms of what they think is real or what they think is possible. So that's actually part of the reason why I wrote the book. It's like people need to understand this. Uh, And I wanted to share it with them and I wanted to teach them, but I wanted them to come to me with an open mind. And if they came to me with an open mind, I would just share. But until someone is really ready to drop their beliefs, essentially they're just a warden of their own prison. Absolutely. The reason I mention it, um, when I was reading your book, it just brought up something that I hadn't really thought about in a very, very long time. And I haven't really talked about it even much on this show. But many years ago, I had stage four endometriosis and, you know, I was in excruciating pain, looked like a skeleton, went off, ended up having a near-death experience. I moved off to Colorado. When I came back from that, I had totally healed myself. And when I came back to my old community around all the people who used to know me, either they didn't recognize me on a frequency level, like you know, they looked in the room, but they weren't noticing me anymore. So it was almost like I could walk right by them. They didn't see who I was or they would just go like it was scaring the you know what out of them, I think, on some level. So I, a lot of people had to fall away during these years. I mean, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. And then it's just kind of a reawakening in terms of like, who are you, who's going to be your friends and what is your new reality now that you're not this this other person who was operating in the third dimension, as you know what I'm talking about. It's like, it's like you've just graduated into a whole new reality. And I, I totally agree with what you're saying, that there's a, there's a level of consciousness that we're not taught in this place right now. As but We're getting there. We're on the path, but we're not widely taught about what's possible. And we see so few examples of what's possible that it is very shocking for people until they can Maybe it just chinks open the door and then you kind of just hope maybe it'll crack that door open a little bit further about what is actually possible. And that's why I'm so inspired by what you've done because yeah, you've actually got it on time-lapsed video. Thank you for thinking of that because people need to see it. It's possible. It, it is. Uh, and it's physics. It's, it's repeatable. So uh, the analogy that I use, uh, and but before I even go into that, uh, Congratulations on what you've done with yourself. Thank you. I, I applaud you. Um, I, I know Coming what it, right back at you, RJ, yes. seriously. I know what it takes. My, I know what it takes. God bless you. So uh, so one of the things that we can look at as, a, as a, an analogy, as a comparison, because it's, it's pretty accurate. Tesla, roughly 100 years ago, brought to us vibration, frequency, and energy, that essentially everything is vibration, frequency, and energy, and we can tap into sort of this universal free energy that exists everywhere. Now, of course, he was shut down because free energy means you can't make money off of it, and you can't profit off of it, and you can't enslave people by it. So of course, right. that, was, that was shut down, right? Okay. But the understanding is still the same. So we could say that this book and what I've experienced with my own consciousness is really directly in alignment with vibration, frequency, energy, and that we're simply adopting or using the same metaphysics that Tesla tapped into that we're actually gonna use for our own consciousness and our own body of energy. It is based upon vibration, frequency, energy. It is actually science. It is actually repeatable. Now, this isn't taught because 
<laughs> because mm. the powers the powers that be don't want you to know that this is possible for us. But it is not only is it possible, it's destiny. And it's also mm. easily done. It's it's a robust, repeatable process. And to go back to what you were saying before is that about the change in terms of people around you. When we start to vibrate differently on the deepest levels, we literally become invisible to people that are vibrating on a completely different level. Mm -hmm. Think of it as an example. Think about the people that pass on that leave their body. They're no longer attuned to this frequency because they're no longer in their body and the body is attuned to this, to this frequency. So when they leave their body, what they really are is now outside of our physical sensory perceptions, right? But they still exist, right? So when we, even while still incarnate, when we significantly raise our frequency, because I've had this experience, we literally become invisible to people that are operating in the lowest of the third frequency or what we call the third dimension. And if we're operating in a much higher frequency, they will literally, they won't even see you. I've had experiences where I've tried to get people's attention. They can't hear me or see me. Yes. And I just don't even bother. So yeah, it, it's, but this is actual physics. When we start vibrating differently, we're outside of physical sensory perception and we, we seem like a ghost, even though we're right there. I know exactly what you're talking about. I did a lot of experiments with this. I, I bought this um, back in the day. I bought a harp that was tuned to very high angelic frequencies. Mm -hmm. I wanted to get, do a gig like a rock star. So I took my harp into Barnes and Noble. <laughs> I haven't told this story in years either, but started playing the harp. Well, it's tuned to very high frequencies. And again, no one came over. No one could hear it. And then slowly but surely, like a few people kind of start coming over and tuning in. And it's exactly true. I don't know that people widely have that experience. You know, when you're reading Harry Potter and she's talking about the invisibility cloak, you know, we can decide whether we're visible or not. But sometimes when we're trying to be visible, there's no one there to see us because they just can't. They're just not on the same frequency level. And it is a very interesting experience and it's very, very real. Yeah, it is. And the correlation between what we're talking about and healing, I think is important. So as we raise our vibration, we're raising in frequency. And so any low frequency disharmony cannot exist within a high frequency environment. So this is really massively important for people to understand. So, and this is what the book teaches. It's a step-by-step -step process on how to do this. So we, what we want to do, and we come back to vibration, frequency, and energy, we want to raise our, our vibration, right? Or attune our body of energy and our physical body to the supreme frequency, which is the vibration of the self. No disharmony can exist within that environment. And so this is Higher frequency energy harmonizes and repairs lower frequency disharmony. It's very, very simple. And as, a, exactly. as an analogy, let's say there's a room of people and everyone's angry and they're arguing or whatever, right? And then the calm person walks in. And then all of a sudden that calm person starts to affect everyone and everyone starts to calm down. And then all of a sudden everything becomes okay. So that higher frequency of centered energy all of a sudden takes care of that low frequency disharmony. Healing works the same way. It's simple metaphysics. When we raise our vibration, we raise in frequency and our energy is literally transmuted and healed. Absolutely. Friends out there, um, RJ's method is very simple. He gives you the steps in the book. I do wanna talk about one aspect of one of the steps without mm -hmm. being too revealing. Um, I've developed some different healing techniques. And back in the early days when I was doing that, we were always working with the etheric fields around the body, working from the outside in. 
And five or six years ago, I started developing this idea that we needed to work through the Crown Center. And that is one piece of the aspect of what you're doing. Why is it so important, which I agree, to access through the Crown Center this divine energy? And why is that so effective? Well, the, uh, the Crown Chakra is the seventh, seventh frequency. It's the highest frequency associated with the human form. And that's why that's the key. So there are frequencies, eighth, ninth, and 10th, that aren't necessarily energetic templates, but that's where the, the human form starts to get condensed down, so to speak, as the energies start to become more dense. So we exist up there and it starts to almost funnel down. And it, <clears throat> excuse me, it funnels down into those seven main chakras and those, the energetic templates that are associated with the chakras, which gives us form and our functionality. But the crown chakra is the highest chakra or the highest frequency directly associated with the human form. So it is the chakra that we can tap into and open, which is the highest frequency, which directly affects our awakening and our healing and our liberation. So that's, that's really the key. And it's also, as you know, it's associated with authentic enlightenment or self-realization, all those pictures depicting of halos, whether it's you know, Christ or a saint or Buddha or St. Germain or anybody like that. The, the halo is depicting a fully opened and illuminated crown chakra. That's what the halo is depicting, but the crown chakra, that's what that's for. The crown chakra is the highest frequency and highest chakra most directly related to the human form. And that's why that's the key to open that up and have energy channel through that. Absolutely. I wanted to mention, speaking of chakras, I loved your explanation of the chakras in here because you have charts and graphs that actually talk about the different vertebrae of the spine and how they are in alignment with um, the different chakra centers the color frequencies, et cetera, which is very valuable for people to take a look at. And I wanted to ask now about something else I really loved. You've got some different appendixes in the book and you talk about the importance of um, obviously diet, nutrition and fasting. And I loved what you had to say about fasting. So talk to us a little bit about why that could be helpful on the path. Yeah, we can use fasting uh, for healing and for self-realization or liberation. Uh, there's, a, there's a reason why uh, all the mystics and authentic masters talk about fasting and meditation, right? fasting for 40 days and 40 nights and meditating for 40 days. It, it completely heals and harmonizes your body. You can totally restart any, any sort of system or any cells or anything that is not functioning properly through fasting. And in fact, outside of the United States, there's many centers that you can go to under doctor supervision, where instead of them injecting you with constant so-called medicine, they actually oversee your fasting. And so what I did, um, which I thought would be helpful for people, I did a 21 day uh, fast. So I did, but, but to be completely accurate, it was 14 days, I had one small meal and then fasted for another seven. So I guess we shouldn't really say it's 21 days, but what I did was- 21 days to me. And, 20, yeah, uh, it, it wasn't much food. That's for sure that one meal wasn't much food. But that being said, what I did was, is I sort of timestamped, just like I did with the video, I timestamped what starts to happen with our body based upon how long we're fasting. And that way I could share with people. So if, you're, if your goal is- autophagy, and maybe some people aren't even familiar with autophagy. I want you to talk about that. Please tell us what that is. That's important. Yeah, autophagy is a big deal. I, I think it is. So yes. 
So uh, essentially autophagy is the, the damaged cellular debris and cells within your body. They start to feed on the damaged cells. So you're actually consuming, it means self-eating autophagy. So you're actually consuming and using it for energy, all the damaged and dead cells within your body. So instead of putting food in and never having those damaged cells removed from your body, they're just there. By, by fasting for a certain period of time, autophagy, you can instigate or catalyze autophagy. So your body actually starts to eat and consume all the damaged cells for its own energy. So the, the benefits, the health benefits of, of autophagy, uh, human beings are barely starting to recognize the, the benefits of this. And so while I was doing it, fasting, I would just continually log into myself. And autophagy was one of the things I was like, oh my, my goodness, my cells, my damaged cells are actually consuming the other damaged cells. So I'm healing myself and my body is getting the energy that it needs from the consumption of the damaged cells. So it, it, you can almost do anything through fasting in terms of healing. Now, the, the one thing I wanna say about that too is that fasting is not for everybody. And I talk about that in the book because it has to do with our state of consciousness. So for some people, they actually should fast. And I don't mean just for 16 hours. Okay. Under, under medical supervision, they should probably start investigating into, or at least deliberating or talking to a healthcare professional about extended fast, whether it's two days, three days, four days, five days, because those that are vibrating and what we could say in a Delta brainwave state that are more detached from their body, they're going to get tremendous benefit from fasting. Now, those that identify with the body, Okay, we could say this is more like a beta wave brain state. Uh, that is a much slower and heavier brain wave state, and they more identify with the body. Now, those people should never fast, never, ever, ever. Fasting for them could be lethal because they so identify with the body and they've lowered their own frequency. They're going to have to eat solid food. Now, those that are operating in a higher, we'll say in a more evolved way, more in tune with themselves, and they're more detached from their body and they want to work with their body, fasting could, could yield results that are almost unfathomable that you can't get through medicine. So, but the whole section that you're talking about, the appendix within fasting, I detail everything from growth hormone release, autophagy, fat loss, fat burning, T cell production, you name it. And so I would just log in. And so now people will know, well, if I want to work on this, how long would I have to fast for? You can just refer to that appendix and it'll actually tell you exactly when. Yeah, it's so interesting. You also talked about like maybe drinking too much water, even though we're taught that the body is all water. So tell us about that also. I thought that was super interesting. Yeah, a great I, point. Oh, yes. Thank you. I, I've, I've found the op like most things that I talk about, it's kind of the opposite of what we've been programmed to believe in. Um, when I log into myself or when I log in and log in, meaning using my own higher consciousness to perceive, not my, not my five senses. So when I log into myself or log into someone, I mean, I don't see that the body is 60% water, 70% water. I've, I've, I've never seen that. And when people are, have an accident and uh, they're dying, you don't see water spilling out of their body. I mean, I just don't understand where we got to the idea that a human body is 60% water. or 70%. It's, it's not what I see at all. So in fact, the more that we drink, we actually are just excreting out all the electrolytes and minerals that we actually need. And by excreting out all the electrolytes and minerals that we actually need through excessive drinking, it registers that we're malnourished and we have to eat. 
So it creates this crazy cycle that does not actually yield health. The less we eat in a way that works for us, the healthier we're going to be. It's not about consuming more food, eat six meals a day. and do it. I just haven't found this to be accurate at all. And I've also haven't found that drinking excessively improves your health. I would actually say drinking excessively takes away from your health because you're, you're just, you're literally excreting the, the, the minerals and the electrolytes that you need. It's an amazing point that, um, yeah, it's like a whole paradigm shift, which is what we're talking about, shifting yes. the way we're looking at things and realizing that, guess what? What we've been taught may or may not be how reality could actually work. Yeah, it, I, yeah I have found that uh, what is, is far from what we've been told to believe in. So I would even say that existence itself is, is far more loving and far more gentle than the finite mind can ever comprehend. And so we have been horribly miseducated and overly medicated. So it, yeah, it's time for this to stop. And the point of, one of the points of this incarnation for me is to, is to offer this, to be a tangible example of what is possible, and then to be able to teach it with very simple step-by-step -step protocols and exercises but the, the, key, the key to this is that we have to let go of our beliefs, concepts, and ideologies. This is the number one thing. And that's why the beginning of the book, as you know, I talk a lot about what I call the ego mind identity, which is the human character that we create based upon the information that's in this realm. Okay. Now, what we are far exceeds and does not come from this realm. Okay, the soul, the sentience, the energy, we are projected into this realm as a temporary experience inside this body. So the information that we're told to believe in, the concepts, the ideologies, actually have nothing to do with our essence or what we really are or how we really operate on a deeper level. So we have to address our beliefs, concepts, and ideologies. And if we are not willing to address our beliefs and challenge our beliefs, then we are simply the warden of our own prison. That is exactly correct. So tell us your website again, where people can come right now and take a look at your video. And I will have links to your books as well. The, uh, the first website I would recommend, there's really two, but I would like people to go to superchargedselfhealing.com because they can get a free guide to what I call real magic tricks because they are real magic tricks about how to work with your energy and completely get rid of stress and anxiety in seconds, okay? It's, they work, anyone can do them, and they're really necessary, especially with what's going on in this world. So superchargedselfhealing.com, you can just get your free guide to magic tricks that instantly relieve stress. So please go there and avail yourself of what's there for you. If someone is really interested in working with me now or learning more about uh, private sessions and courses, the website is ascendthefrequencies.com. And if you can, if you can spell that, you can, you can, go, you can go to the website, frequencies is plural. <laughs> We're going to have the links, so okay. they don't even have to spell that. <laughs> Perfect. So that's, if someone wants to work with me or my, my email is rj at ascendthefrequencies.com. And the healing technique, as you know, in the book is the ascend the frequencies healing technique. So the, the key to transmutation, which is real alchemy, the key to transmutation is the, is the raising of our own frequency, which transmutes and transcends lower frequency disharmony. So that's why I named it the Ascend the Frequency Healing Technique. And it's also a snapshot of what authentic 
self-realization or enlightenment, how it actually works. You have to raise your own frequency by changing the, elect the electromagnetic frequency of your brain to experience higher states of consciousness, to actually recognize who and what you really are. And then you transcend the human condition. And by transcending human condition, that is what we call self-realization or enlightenment. Absolutely. RJ, it's a complete joy to connect with you. Congratulations on the work you're doing. We, we were having a really good time before the show, having a conversation, friends. And we were talking about this idea that, you know, we really can do this. People can do this out there. So what final thought would you like to leave with people as they're sitting there going, could I really do something like that? Like, I want you friends to go right now over to that website, and look at that video. And then you might be saying, could I possibly do that? So what would you say to those people? The, the, there's two things and I'm, I'm glad you asked that. So the first thing is when we kind of touched upon it, you, you have to let go of your beliefs, your concepts and your ideologies and even so-called knowledge because so-called knowledge is simply justified beliefs. Okay, so we have to let this go. Do not think outside the box, remove the box. Now there are no limitations. Okay, start fresh. Pretend you just arrived here, no past, no future. Now you're not limited by anything. That's number one. Number two, give yourself permission to heal. Give it to yourself. It is your divine right. It is your destiny. It is fully within your capability to heal yourself. Give yourself permission to heal. Don't listen to him, her, this, that. I was surrounded by well-educated, compassionate, well-meaning specialists, experts. And every single one of them told me what I, was, what I was doing was impossible. To don't bother. Get your house retrofitted. You're a paraplegic. Make sure you have all these medications. You're always going to be sick. I didn't listen to any of them. None of them. Zero. I created my own reality through my own higher consciousness. I gave myself permission to heal and I didn't stop working on myself until it became manifest reality. Everyone is going to do this. You might as well start now. You, it's reminding me of something I wanted. Oh, there it is. Oh, I made a note. Along those lines, you make a clear differentiation between healed versus resolved. And I want you to mention that. What's the difference between I've resolved something versus I've healed it and how maybe apathy might set in that's, or not? That's a great question. I'm so glad you asked that. That's a great question. Okay, so I like to talk about what I call eternal discipline. Okay, well, what does, what does that mean? That relates to resolved. Okay, so I have been diagnosed with type one diabetes. Okay, now I don't take insulin. Now that's impossible, right? No, it isn't. So it's through eternal discipline. If I started eating certain kind of foods, you know, tons of carbohydrates. If I started right. eating certain kind of foods, my blood sugar would skyrocket. Right. Period. It just would. Okay. So physics. Eternal, right. So so eternal discipline. I don't do it. So in that sense, the healing has the the issue has been resolved. Now, if I went back to eating poor foods or eating carbohydrates or eating, you know, it would come right back. Okay, so that's the difference. Now, healing, I'm no longer paralyzed. I've healed my paralysis. I right. go, for a, go for a jog, do whatever I want to do. But some things are resolved and you keep them that way through eternal discipline. So there's a big difference between being healed and having something that's been resolved. 
So for me, paralysis has been healed. My, auto, my uh, autonomic dysreflexia has been healed. My hypothyroidism has been healed. Uh, my Hashimoto's autoimmune disease has been healed. My type one diabetes has been resolved through eternal discipline. So I simply don't do the things that would bring it back. So in that sense, it's resolved, but not healed, if that, if that makes sense. It does. And you, in the book, you really get into the idea that, okay, if I say I'm healed, then I go, okay, check mark next, what's up? And then you totally throw all that out the window. Like you said, you're going back to the old ways and you really can't do that. You, you still have a physical world we're dealing with. And like you said, it's, it's about taking responsibility and, and sticking with the plan. Yeah, there's a section in there about maintaining your, your new balance of harmony. And so we cannot go back to all the actions and behaviors that brought about our illness in the first place. So if we go back to all those same thoughts, emotions, actions, and behaviors, we'll simply recreate another version of that reality, which will be sickness and disease. So we have to maintain this new level of harmony. We can't go backwards. So once we've achieved something, keep doing the things that have worked for you, right? So what's the saying? If it, if it ain't if it ain't broke, don't, you know, don't fix it, right? So if you know what you're doing is working for you, then don't stop. Like, what, what would you stop for? So that's very important. And that's also very a, a snapshot of what the ego mind identity is, right? It's, it's just a collection of past identifications, right? And those identifications lead to thoughts, the same thoughts, the same emotions, the same actions and behaviors. So the, the key is not to go back to that false self that was never you to begin with that created the temporary experiences of limitation that we call sickness and disease. The self, what we really are is perfect. It's, untou right. it's untouched. Okay, think of the sun and then clouds pass before the sun. So there's a, there's a momentary obfuscation of the sun, but those clouds never actually touch the sun. They never really affect the sun. Okay, your personhood, your ego mind identity cannot touch what you really are. You are the sun. You are untouched. There's nothing a temporary obfuscation could ever do. So the key is, is to remove that obfuscation, which is your ego mind identity, and recognize what you really are. And then no cloud can ever touch you. Well said. Well said. Wishing you so much continued success and happiness and thank you for the work you're doing wonderful <laughs> friends i got an early copy of this and i'm suggesting that you get one right now and take a look at this simple process this can change your life rj blessings thank you for being on the show thank you for having me it's my pleasure and god's love to you likewise friends we've done it again another episode of healing arts so check out rj's website and i will see you next time on healing arts We'll be right back. Did you know that scientists now say that up to 50% of your personality is carried over through your DNA? I know, right? It's shocking, but apparently it's true. And that's the reason why you will love my book, Heal Your Ancestors to Heal Your Life. Through the book, you can take guided journeys into the past and discover places where your ancestors need healing 
You can send loving kindness, grace, and healing light to your ancestors and experience the ripple effects as that wonderful energy travels through time and affects all people in your family tree. So check out my book, Heal Your Ancestors to Heal Your Life from Llewellyn Worldwide. Welcome back to Healing Arts. I'm your host, Dr. Shelley Kerr. You can visit me online at www.pastlifelady.com. So we've done it again, another episode. Can you believe this is already season 10, episode 7? This is hard to believe. I don't know how I'm going to continue to number these things if this gets to be any bigger, but we will find a way and we will press forward. So anyway, I mentioned um, there was an ad at the beginning of this show about my free video event that I'm doing with the Shift Network. This is totally free. It's coming up on Saturday, February 19th, which is next week, and you can come check it out for free. And what is it? Well, we're going to do a talk about genealogical regression, past life regression, and I'm going to take you on a guided journey. So if you can't actually make it to the event, because I realize everyone is busy, just register for it anyway, and then you'll get an email and you can just watch it whenever you want. And then at that event, they're going to be announcing, which I don't even have all these details yet, but I am doing a seven week long event with the Shift Network that's going to start in March, March and April. It is going to be absolutely transformational, and I really want you to join me for that. But I don't have all the details yet, so so check out my free video event to find out more. And I'll be talking about this, obviously, coming up. And I've also got lots of other events. I'm doing one uh, with John Van Auken, beginning of March, where we're going to talk about space aliens. Yay! You know I love space aliens. And then I've got a lot of other interesting things going on, so... Anyway, it's going to be a busy year, and I'm looking forward to it, and I hope to see you at some of these events. So meanwhile, I hope that RJ's book and this idea that we can heal ourselves has given you some inspiration. I hope you have a wonderful and a beautiful week, and that everything is going wonderfully for you, and I cannot wait to see you again on the next episode of Healing Arts. Hi friends, Dr. Shelley here. Guess what? You're not going to believe this. I have another book coming out from Llewellyn Worldwide. It will be out on December 8th and it's called Blast from the Past, Healing Spontaneous Past Life Memories. So earlier in the 2000s, I wrote a book series, which I have discussed on the Healing Arts Podcast about a phenomenon I call Supretravi spontaneous past life memories. This is when we're trying to mind our own business and yet we're hit with this picture, thought, or feeling about something that happened to us in the past. This was happening to me all the time while I was traveling to other places and what I found through my research is that I truly believe this happens to every single person alive. The book has some incredible endorsements from people like Coast to Coast's George Norrie and others, 
And it would mean the world to me if you will go out and pre-order my book so that you can have it before the holidays when it comes out on December 8th. So check out Blast from the Past, Healing Spontaneous Past Life Memories, now available in pre-order on Amazon.com. And thank you so much for your support. Namaste. You've been listening to Healing Arts with Dr. Shelley Care. Visit me online at pastlifelady.com or on YouTube at Past Life Lady or connect with me on Facebook at Past Life Lady.